Hey everyone, it's another episode of Glitch Free Gaming. It's episode number 160. Hooray! Hooray! Hey! Who are you? Um, nobody of consequence. That's okay. <laughs> Never heard of uh, I know that ever since Paul came back, we have just been... It's like, Paul's like, I'm back, and it's like difficult to get all three of us together again. So, yeah, Paul's um, like, I'm back, and we're like, great, finally, we can take time off. <laughs> yeah. Really, these should just exactly be solo podcasts. Happened. Paul should just be doing a solo podcast until he catches up to the number we did without him. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I like. <laughs> it's the next I'll year. Like it's the next <laughs> year of solo podcasts. Hours of my name. Oh. You know he starts. You know he starts losing it when he starts arguing with himself. Oh, what do you mean, so Pokemon good. sucks? No, it doesn't. Starts start <laughs> trying to do our voices. That kid's a good kid. Oh, if we Nintendo's ever do a kick... great. Nintendo's brilliant. Nintendo's fantastic. No, they'll know they're shite. That does sound exactly like me. <laughs> Both of those voices. Uh, if we ever do a Kickstarter, that'll be one of the stretch goals. Oh, a solo podcast. Yeah, Paul has yeah. to do like 17 episodes on his own. <laughs> he has seen... to make it sound like us. Have you seen that comic that's... Um, they take all the Garfield comics and remove Garfield from them. So it just makes Garfield's owner look like he's completely fucking mental. <laughs> it's just gonna be that. It's just gonna be Paul talking as though he's talking to someone, but then it's just it's like that time we recorded I don't this is bit inside baseball for anyone listening because we didn't put it up for obvious reasons. Yes. Uh, but it's like that time we recorded the podcast and for some reason none of my audio recorded and so it was just <laughs> you talking to yourself for an entire episode. It was actually quite brilliant to listen really to good. as well. We that was it was fantastic up. to edit, it really was. Yeah, if we ever do if we ever do like a Patreon or a Kickstarter or something, that will be uh releasing that audio will be a goal. <laughs> That was just just Mike talking to himself. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so you've got all three of us this week. So um, let's do what we always do anyway and talk about what we've been playing and what we've been up to this week. Uh, I normally start with Paul. So, Kieran, what have you been up to this week? This week, I've been playing some games, surprisingly. Oh, wow. I managed to find some time for it between everything else yes the, the real life horrible <laughs> between stuff. real life horrible things um so i played a bit more of dsx mankind divided which i mentioned last week but i mainly only mentioned last week to say that i hadn't played much of it um right. and i played kind of past the intro of it through some of the starting tutorial stuff um but i'm still like super super early in it i am enjoying it it's just one of those games where i need to sit and have headphones on and listen to it and actually get like immersed in the story but uh-huh. you know those times where you're like working a lot and you get home and you're just like I just want to like watch some shitty YouTube video or listen to a podcast or something while also playing yes. something so can't really do that with this game so we get through really slowly um, I am enjoying it though it's very similar to the last Deus Ex game um, very stealth focused very you know deep RPG systems um, levels are all very open so you can take them however you want to do so you can go around be super stealthy you can just run and gun your way through a level if you're a lunatic um, uh-huh. that kind of stuff um, and the story seems alright so far I'm again super early but they're definitely leaning into the whole like racism kind of angle where in the previous game there was a bit of it like there was some kind of yeah you know, there was 
Humans really look down upon people that have augments and have robot pieces on them because they're not human anymore. Blah blah blah. But it was kind of a small part of that story. Because the right. main story in the last game was about your girlfriend getting murdered and people trying to... It was all about corporate espionage and stuff like that, which I imagine this story will end up becoming as well because it is still a Deus Ex game in the end. Um, but to start with, at least, it seems like you're in Prague and everything is like full-blown racism between humans and augmented so anyone that has augments has to go through like different uh, doors in the like train stations. They have to use different toilets. They have to be on different carriages on the train. They have to get their papers checked over and over whenever they try to go through checkpoints, that kind of thing. Um, but it's really weirdly handled because there's this whole racism thing that's going on the whole time. The augmented people are all looked down upon. But even though your character is heavily augmented, it doesn't actually affect you in any way. So you're still kind of... It's not like adding another perspective on it. It's kind of just going, hey, you're not actually affected by this racism, but look, racism's real bad. And it's like, you're not really right. showing me a different angle of this. Like, anyone that's playing this game have has already seen racism from this angle and should probably know by this point that racism is bad. <laughs> um, yeah. you're not adding anything to this discussion but it's still quite a cool setting it kind of reminds me almost of like um, of like City 17 from Half-Life that kind of there's a bunch of like heavily armed guards and soldiers stuff like that keeping people in line and kind of you know antagonizing them constantly stuff like that yeah um, Yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm enjoying it so far but I need to play more of it um, I still really want to play it it seems like it's worth playing. I don't know. Like it'll probably come up in the game of the year stuff towards the end of the year, right? Um, but I, I don't yeah, know. I seen it today. Um, I was in one of the shops. I was just browsing. I seen it was there, and I thought, shit, that's out. But I've never been. I've never played any of the other ones, so I'm not too sure whether I would, you know, really get on with picking this one up. I think your main issue would just be that it's first person. Because I know you don't like yeah. first person stuff. Although yeah. it switches to third person a lot. Like, all right okay most of the movement is done in first person but then when you take cover it moves out to a third person camera and if you're playing it stealthily you're in cover a lot um when you do like melee takedowns and stuff like that it switches to third person camera when you're in conversations it switches to third person camera that kind of stuff so first person is okay. kind of just for like shooting which again if you're playing it stealthily you don't do very much um and also so there's like a big recap do. What's that, sorry? So, that's all I would do. Yeah, you would stay in first person the whole time because you're running gun. Um, But there's also a big recap at the start of it about what happened in the last game. Um, Like, it's a pretty lengthy video that is worth... Like, I actually watched through it because I could barely remember the story from the last game because it was, like, six years ago at this point, or something like that, five years ago? Like, it came out ages something ago. Something like that. It's like this... Sequel has been a long time in the waiting, and it's kind of actually surprising how little it has changed, given how long it has been since the last one. Yeah, like I played a bit of that last one a few weeks ago before I got this one, just to you know get ready for it. And then I played this one. I was like, oh, this feels identical. Like they've changed so little, but all right, it still plays really well. So I was going to say sometimes it's not a bad thing as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um. Yeah, I definitely say we should you should 
take a look at it. I think you probably enjoy the the story elements of stuff, and right, it's got yeah. that kind of like Mass Effect style kind of conversation tree system, and that seems like a big bit of it. And it's got that kind of old school way of like you can spec your points in different ways. So if you want to hack things, you can go around and hack into all these computers and do things differently, or you can you know stealth around and do stuff, or you could just blow everything up, and who gives a fuck? Um, right. But yeah, that's cool. But again, I, I still need to play way more of it. Um, cool. Other than that, I played uh, the demo for Dragon Quest Builders, which is now out on PS4. Um, yeah. The full game's out in like a, a week or two. Um, that demo is really, really cool. Um, that game is basically Minecraft, but with a story and some really funny and really good writing. Right, and, okay. And like a bit more direction. It's not just. I, I assume there will be some kind of like, you know, just build whatever the fuck you want, do whatever you want kind of mode. But uh-huh. the demo, at least, it's just like it starts with. It starts at the end of. I think it's the first Dragon Quest where the end of the game, the character gets a choice to join the dragon or turn against them and fight them and save the world. And right. in the real game, you, you know, defeat them, save the world, whatever. Um, but the backstory of this game is that this is the other option. The world got destroyed. Everything's gone, All right. except for like some little bits of humanity here and there. And you have come back to life, been brought back to life by this kind of guardian or something vague. This vague voice in the sky that is telling you to keeps trying to tell you about your destiny, and your character keeps just like falling asleep partway through. And then your <laughs> the guardian is just like, okay, you know what? Fuck it, just go, just, just get on with it you'll figure it out as you go um but the whole setting of the story is like it's this minecraft thing where you're destroying the world's all kind of blocky you're destroying blocks to pick up materials you're crafting things by mixing materials together you're building buildings by it's weird you don't have to put roofs on any buildings but you're building buildings by building walls and you build walls in the shape of whatever the structure is you want to build which is usually just you know kind of a rectangle or something like that and then you decide what kind of building it is by what you put inside it. Okay. So you can make like fully enclosed walls with a door on it and nothing happens. But you put a light in there and it becomes just an empty room. And it'll pop up saying, this is an empty room now. Uh, and then you can add a bed to it and it becomes a bedroom. All right, okay. Or you can add, yeah. you know, other stuff and it becomes like I only played I didn't play the full demo I played like a bit of it um, but you you know you add different things and you get different rooms from it and you build up a little village and more people will come to populate your village and they'll need buildings that support them and so you're building different buildings oh, to right. support I, that stuff right. oh that's a bit like um, it was a uh, oh it was an iOS game that I reviewed many many years ago uh, Paul you played it as well called Towncraft Yes. Yep. Yep. So you know, d- depending on what you built, would um that decided uh, it attracted who would come and visit your village? Yeah. So it seems very similar to that. Um, Terraria, All right. Terraria was the same as well. Um, that was oh, how yeah. that worked. Um, but that was two D. So the other part of it, though, is just the whole, the fact that it has a whole story built around it. Seems really cool so far. So the like the next part of the premise is that you've been brought back to life and you're coming and you're crafting all this stuff in the world but the reason you have to do it 
is because the humans that are left don't remember how to build or craft things. Just oh, at all. Okay. So you're like, one of the first characters you meet in the village, the, the ruined out village, is there. And you go and you put dirt blocks and the gaps in the walls on one of the houses to fix the house. And she comes up and she's like, how did you do that? How did you put... How did you fix a, a wall with dirt? This doesn't make any <laughs> sense. What are you we're talking about? You're like, I built it. And she's like, what do you mean build? What does build mean? And then you're like, oh, I can build things. And she's like, oh, well, we'll need to find some torches so that we can light the inside of it. And then you make a torch. And she's like, you just made a torch. You can't just make torches. You find torches. And it's just this really <laughs> cool concept of this thing, like, from the basic thing of, like, sharpening a stick. Like, no one knows how to do anything except for, you know, find things that have already been made and that are leftovers of this, you know, post-apocalyptic world. Um, so it's just a really funny concept. There's some good writing around it. Um, I'm probably going to pick that up. It seems like quite a fun game. Cool. It um, sounds like a fun game. Yeah, I recommend the demo. Um, it's it's free because it's a demo. Um, what else did I play? I picked up Hyper Light Drifter. Oh yes, yeah. Yep. Which is a two D kind of. Um, almost Zelda-ish kind of exploration-y action game um, but not quite Zelda-ish it's, you know, it's like an isometric kind of look to it at least um, but it's like this kind of cool like stylish action game in a way where you're like dodging lots of attacks and the, the combat is like really unforgiving so it's, it gets super difficult pretty quickly but it's all about kind of crowd control and dodging lots of attacks and you know, mixing up your kind of sword attacks and gun attacks to wipe out enemies and then also like exploring these kind of little mini dungeons and solving puzzles in them and then basically the world is split into like four kind of sections that have a bunch of little mini dungeons in them and at the end of every mini dungeon you get a little um, kind of pink gem thing and when you get enough of them you unlock the boss in that area and so then you fight the boss and you move on to the next one and then I presume there'll be something else after that I've kind of, I'm just before the second boss now um, but it seems really good so far and it's really pretty, like it's a kind of sprite based, you know, kind of to the old school art style um, alright, but it's it's really nice looking um, but yeah, I've been playing that bunch of that, that's that's really good um, that's kind of the opposite and it has like no story um, or a very vague story it kind of hints at some stuff but it's kind of just like you get thrown into the world and there's this cool cutscene that doesn't really make any sense at all but it looks real cool um, and then it's just like great go do things now go go explore I guess um, so yeah, it does look really good it's really good um, I'm enjoying it a lot at least it's, it's a fun, fun thing. It will probably come up towards Game of the Year again in this year. Um, what else did I play? I played a little bit of that Death Star DLC for Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, yes. Um, I only played a couple of games. Have you played much of it, Mike? I have, yes. Okay, so you probably better talk about this one then. Because I only played, I played one round of the, no, I played two rounds of the Space Combat mode, the new one. Oh, right, the um, Battle Station. Yeah, and then one round of the 
bot escort thing and that's all I've done so far right um, but I don't know are you enjoying it are you liking the, the stuff yeah I, yeah I um, uh, really enjoying it I, I can get into it now if you want mm-hmm. yeah feel free cool. makes sense um, yeah so uh, yeah there's the so there's basically there's two two types of matches that you'll get into the first one is the um, just the space combat and your uh, what you're trying to do is whoever gets the most kills wins yeah so just the, um, the space combat mode that's always been in there yeah yeah um, there is also the you know the, the person to person version of that where it's called blast um, okay, so I that's I've not played that um, yeah the, blast was available on um, what was the, the first set of DLC that wasn't very good the outer rims yeah yeah I didn't yeah. play that one much I didn't play much of it at all, to be fair. I only bought um, the season pass when the Bestman stuff came out, and I was like, yeah. I to play these. These look really cool. Well, I was the same, and I thought, I well, I better bought it check sometime. that out. Yeah, I thought, I better check it out, seeing as I paid for it. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't too keen. Yeah, Blast is just basically two teams of 24 going up against it in a in a map. Um, the map can be quite big, uh, so that you're you're actually running around looking for people to shoot, um, and it is more run and gun. Um, team two get the uh, first team to get a hundred kills wins. Mm-hmm. Simple plane. Um, what I really like is the the new uh, is it called Battle Stations? I think is the game mode. Yeah, the, the uh, other space mode. Yeah, so it's split into three three sections if you manage it. So the the first the first section, if you're playing as the the rebels, what you're trying to do is um, you're attacking a star destroyer, and uh, you do that in two stages. So what you do is you um, you take out the the tie fighters that are all surrounding the star destroyer. Once you've taken out a certain amount of them, a little icon shows up above them, very similar to you know when you play Walker Assault. Mm-hmm. And, and you're trying to uh, you're gaining Y wings to take on the yeah <clears throat> yep pretty much the same c- kind of counter is showing up so once you've taken over a certain number of or you've taken out a certain number of tie fighters then you get to go after three weak spots on the star destroyer um, so you're then attacking these weak weak spots the power generators take them out and then there's a final weak spot that you can uh, attack on the Star Destroyer. If you do, the Star Destroyer crashes and blows up, and it moves on to the next section. Um, if, however, the the Rebels, uh, sorry, the Empire, stops you from taking out the Star Destroyer, that's it, game's over, um, and the Empire wins. Yeah, see, I've but never if... seen it go past that first section before. Ah, right. Every so game I've played, you... the Empire has won. Right. Uh, once you get past that section um, the next section is you're on the Death Star so it turns out that um, that was a a decoy that was you know you you were um, just trying to keep them busy while you one of your um, ships gets onto the Death Star and R2-D2 is somewhere in the facility what you need to do is you need to get to him and you escort him back to a certain point you're trying to escort them back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Empire is trying to stop you from doing that. Um, if you manage to get them back to a certain point within a certain time frame, 
fantastic, no problem, you've succeeded in that part of the mission, and it goes on to the next bit. Um, the next bit, then, is the attack on the Death Star. And you're back in space, and um, what you're trying to do now is uh, you're trying to blow up the Death Star. Um, uh, so it's normal space combat as usual, except the the game selects three players at random on the, the Empire side to be the strike team going in. <laughs> okay. So you select three of the players, and um, what happens is you have to fly and you have to reach certain checkpoints, and it involves you flying out through the trenches of the Death Star. Um, and as you're trying to do this, you've obviously got the the Empire on your tail as well, because it's highlighted in bloody... You know, your name all of a sudden is highlighted. Yeah. You're now the the strike team, so they have to take you out. So you're trying to fly through as many checkpoints as you can. Um, once there's a certain number of checkpoints done, then it gets to the final bit, and there's going to be one lucky player that's going to get to the exhaust port, and he's going to fire his torpedoes and blow up the Death Star. So it's um, cool. Yeah, it, it's really good. So a game can take... Um, I've only played one game where it's actually got um, to the full three uh, the full three sections um, and I was in the the Rebels and uh, the machine uh, the machine, the game picked me as uh, one of the strike teams at one time hmm. and I managed to find two of the checkpoints and it is it's nerve wracking because you're then flying through the you know the, the really tight corners and everything in there and uh you know you can hear the the tie fighters behind you if you slow down too much they'll catch you and they'll be able to hit you um it's really really good um i think it's it's worth the that experience is really good and enjoyed that but then you kind of thought well that's it you know i could have done with a bit more yeah. um but to be fair i think i thought the same with the the bespin stuff you know, it's yeah. good qual. It's good quality stuff. I just would have liked a little bit more for my money. It's kind of the same with all of Battlefront in general. It's just like none of it seems like a good value for money. Right. As someone who has bought the base game and now and also the season pass, like none yes. of it has been worth the money. Like I enjoy the game and I've played a decent amount of it, but yeah, man, I have. I don't. Know, I need to play more of that mode in particular because I've never seen it get past the first mode. So I kind of assumed that the. The uh, the star destroyer was just the thing, and the, no. the star the Death Star stuff was like another mode that I hadn't seen or something. No, um, no, that's that's cool. Then yeah. I need to play more of it because I've never seen it get past that first mode. I played on both wow. sides, and right. as the rebels, we didn't do enough damage to the final point to be able to break the star destroyer. And as yeah. the Empire, I just sat and shot down all the Y wings because it's so easy to take them out. Yeah. Um, compared to Walker Assault, because Walker Assault, even if you're in a starship, like the the Y wings come in from such a weird angle on all of those maps, it's really hard to be able to cut them off before they drop their bombs. Yes. Um, but on for whatever reason, on the just because I guess because it's a bigger map because it's this big space battle, they start from all the way to the side of the rebel side, and you can just go up there and gun them all down in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like the Y wings are kind of useless. Um, but I do feel like most of the damage gets done by people anyway, because the Y wings only attack the stuff on top, and one of the points is on the bottom of the Star Destroyer. Yes. So yeah. like they can't do anything to it anyway. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, I I enjoy it. It's, it definitely seems it's adding a bit more like focus to that star that starship combat stuff. Um, yeah, they've definitely also like maybe it's just because I've not played a whole lot of it recently, but they've also kind of rebalanced that space combat stuff since the last time I played it. Um, yes, where yeah. there's like a cooldown for your lock on now. Yeah, um, which means there's a little bit more strategy to it because before you just the whole starship combat was just hold L2 to lock on someone and hold R2 to shoot them down. Yeah. If if it pops up saying someone's locking onto you, dodge or put your shield up or something. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of it. Um, now, because you can't be locked on all the time, you kind of have to be like, can I actually make this shot? Is it worth locking on right now or am I just going to waste my lock on? Um, and also taking more blind shots and stuff like that every now and again. Um, mm. it's a lot more fun I'm really enjoying the, like I enjoyed the, the flying combat in that anyway because it was so simple and easy um, but just this little change it's still pretty simple but it's yeah now got a bit more focus you, and it's like here's these yeah, actual I, objectives you're doing I found it a bit more difficult I was uh, I was yeah, struggling definitely. a little bit more definitely well yeah. it's that thing where just because the lock on isn't as persistent anymore yes yeah because before it was just you lock on someone hold L2 and follow them around until they're dead and you get points for it that was kind of it yeah that yes yeah um yeah no, now, a... now it's it's easier for them to break the lock on as exactly, well yeah so it's a yeah. bit more of a back and forth thing it's not just someone's locked onto you you're probably gonna die um, yeah yeah i need to play more of that it's yeah. they're making good changes to that game and that mode seems fun um i was enjoying it just from the defending the star store stuff so i'd like to see the rest of it um yeah. the bet where you're escorting r2d2 is also the the bot the robot escort mode that, has, that was in the last DLC as well. Oh, um, is there a... Ro- oh, I yeah. didn't realise they'd, they'd had a separate mode for that as well. Yeah, so I didn't realise it was part of that mode, because I, I played a couple of rounds of that as well. Um, oh, okay. And that's just it's just that thing, it's just, you know, the robots are there, escort them through the Death yeah. Star. Uh, the rebels are trying to escort them, Empire's trying to stop them from being escorted. Um, that mode's actually really fun, because that, that map, like the inside of the Death Star is really good. There's a lot of like good choke points and stuff like that, and then also some kind of big open areas. Um, so you have a lot of like. There was one time I was playing it, and R two D two got stopped in this narrow one person tunnel, and so there's like I was standing on one side, and one of the other guys in the team was standing on the other side, just focusing on either end of the tunnel. It's like we can't, we're gonna die. There's nothing we can do here. But the moment those doors open, just start shooting and hope for the best. Um, <laughs> So it was kind of cool. Uh, I need to, yeah, I need to play more of that. I need to play more of everything. Um, but yeah, so I played some of that. Cool. Um, the only other thing I've got here that I played was uh, they released a digital app version of Paperback. Yes. One of my yes. favorite card games, uh, which I've talked about in this podcast a bunch before, but if people don't know, it's like a deck builder mixed with scrabble so you're playing playing and collecting letter cards so that you can get points so that you can buy victory points essentially um yep, yep. and it's so much fun and they released a version it's only on iphone just now iphone and ipad it's yep. coming to android and they said it in about two weeks and they said they're going to be adding multiplayer at some point in the future as well oh um which could be good yeah nice. um and I really like that app version of it so far. It's got all the artwork for the base game in it. 
It yeah. looks really nice. It's got enough tutorial stuff to kind of like it doesn't lead you through a bunch of kind of you know like some of these kind of board game apps will lead you through like a a, a step by step things, yeah, yeah like a couple of turns of this hit this button you play this card now and it's kind of not great whereas this is very much just straight up just like you have a bunch of cards with letters on them spell something these are wild cards they can count as anything um, yeah and i like how they handle wild cards as well because when you add a wild card to your ward basically to spell something you drag a card from your hand into the the staging area and you spell stuff that way and when you put a wild card into your staging area it pops up with a keyboard and you select which letter it is you want that wild card to stand for yes which is a really good way yeah. of kind of just getting in your head just to remember what you're spelling basically so you don't get part way through and be like what letter did i need <laughs> or you know also to be sure that you know what you've like if it doesn't accept it that you know what you've spelt incorrectly because you know exactly yes. what wild card you use and stuff which yeah. is good yeah. and I bet it's easier for them as well because they don't have to go okay check this word with all of these wild cards counting as any letter Yeah. Um, I bet like from a programming standpoint it's way easier for them to go check this word based on the spelling Um. Yeah, I've only played a couple of games of it so far, but I, I'm really liking that. Um, I've played a lot of that physical game, and the app seems to capture like all the, the fun parts of it. Right, um, yeah. Yeah, but I'd, I'd be interested to see, because I know you've played it as well. Um, well, at least Mike has. Have you played it, Paul? I've not, no. I haven't even bought it yet, but I am planning to, because you said I don't have to play the tabletop version to appreciate nah, nah, the digital version. Um, you might um, have some issues with it just because it's a spelling game but I know that you're fine if you kind of just sit and think about it for a second which is good because the app doesn't have any like if you're playing it physically there's going to be a bit of a you know oh yeah no no you, that you should be fine yeah exactly you don't want to like rush your turn or something like that if you're playing it physically but it's an app so who fucking cares if the bot's not going to get angry at you if you take a while to spell something yeah damn um, it <laughs> this is how Terminator uh, starts. <laughs> I'd um, yeah, I bought it. Uh, so you was it today that you said? Well, it was it was yesterday that you let us know. Yeah, last night. So I purchased it um, this morning um, when I seen the message come through, and I've played three games. Absolutely love it. Um, it's. It's one of the best implementations of a deck building mechanic I've ever seen. Yep. See, now you can see why I've been going on about it for so long. Yeah, well, it was one of those, you know, that you were going on about it, and I said, yeah, we need to get a game of it. I'm mm. dying to, to play. I did Excuse bring me. it last time. We. Yeah, we just never. Yeah, we just forgot <laughs> we, about it. <laughs> we never got a chance, yeah. Shelf. So I, I played it, absolutely loved it, and I bought a physical copy of the game as well. Oh, did you? <laughs> I did, yeah. So I, I went on and because um, the apps, the, the app gives you a link straight to um, the developer um, Tim Fowers. Yeah. It give, to his website and um, he has got copies of the game available as well. Oh, they're in stock. That's good. Yeah. So I thought when I bought it, they were out of stock, but they were about to start the third print run. I think it was because right. they only kind of prints them in batches. Um, like relatively small batches and he pretty much just waits till there's enough pre-orders and then does batches but I guess he's probably made enough off it now that he's like okay I can actually there's a my store, yeah, yeah exactly which is good 
so yeah so i i did that um i let um and see it like my fiance see it as well um i said to her, no I've, I've just bought a i bought a copy of this game on my iphone and i've just ordered the physical copy um and she remembered you know that we'd spoke about it and i said i'll show you quickly what it is um needless to say that um she then uh, had my my iphone for a little while <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing a game um and she she was good at the the spelling and the buying the words and things like that she loved that but the the bit that that she didn't get was the you know you need to buy the paperbacks yeah yeah you know um uh so i i so she's she's looking forward to it. she went looking for it on on android as well straight away which is a good thing a good yeah. sign um so yeah looking forward to the the physical copy coming as well and playing being able to play it with with people but uh if the multiplayer is coming out i think it'd be just as good yeah i think so too i think it would work really well as a multiplayer kind of app game but it's also a nice box to have and also the I need to look through it, but I don't think the the app has all the kind of like extra rules and stuff like that. Um, which it, it has the powers. It, you know, some of the cards have special powers and things. Yeah, that's always there. But there's also a couple other like bonus rules, like that you can add in. They come with uh -huh. the base game. So there's things like um, one of them's the. I guess it'd be really hard for them to implement it. It's the the theme rule, which the idea is because the the. The whole theme of the game is that you're writing novels, essentially, and so all yeah. the victory point things are novels, and the idea is you've written them, and so you get them. Um, yeah. But the idea is that you're... Uh, sorry, it's not themes, it's genres. So you're, like, you'll at the start of every game, you'll shuffle these this selection of genre cards and play one of them. That's the genre for the game, and it'll be, like, sci-fi. Oh, right, so all your words have to have some sort all your, of connection all your to sci-fi. All your words don't have to be but every time someone does make a word that fits it, they get that card and it's worth more victory points at the end. Oh, so okay. you want to be like basically the last person to make a sci-fi word. Um, if the game looks like it's wrapping up, you want to be making sure that every word you're spelling is something related to sci-fi. Um, ah, right, it's, okay. It's a really cool little house rule. There's a bunch of other stuff as well. Like, um, one that I've never played with because we only play it two-player, but it makes sense for a bigger game like more people uh -huh. is to deal with the kind of um the kind of like taking a long time to think of a word kind of scenario that happens with it happens with most games yeah um they, to deal with that they have this uh, bounty system so the idea is there's these little cubes that come with the game that um when you use them basically count as like one dollar or one cent whatever the money value is Counts as a point towards buying something your next turn, basically. Yes, yeah, yeah. And if someone is struggling to think of a word, they can just put their hand down and just go, whoever can think of the highest point value word for this gets one of these cubes. And they don't have to have the cubes in hand or everything, they just come from like a shared pool. They just basically put a bounty on it and be like, I'm struggling. If anyone can help me out, you get instantly one extra point to go to oh, right, okay. stuff next turn and it's just a good way of kind of speeding that stuff up because then it makes it almost like semi-cooperative because everyone's kind of helping each other a bit um, and it's it's a cool little thing but I don't think any of that stuff's in the app I've not really dug through the settings yet there are some settings when you're making a new game so maybe some of it is um, 
but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that in the the physical game that right makes it definitely worth still picking that up. There's also a whole co-op variant in the game, but I wasn't a big fan of that, so right. I'm not disappointed that that's missing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I am. I, I was really impressed with it, and and it was. It was just a case of I'd played three games on my own, and it was like, right, I need to see if I can get a physical copy of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ever since you know, I'd seen a couple of run-throughs, and Kieran, we spoke about it on the podcast, and we've spoken about it, you know, when we're not podcasting as well. And it was one I wanted to play, and then see if I could get a copy of the game. I was always aware that it was quite rare. So, um, yeah, definitely. I'm um, in the same boat as you. Definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Have you been playing anything else? Uh, no, that's all I've been playing. Cool. Excellent. Uh, Paul, what have you been up to? This will not take me long because I have played one game since <laughs> last week. I uh, had a bunch of uh, club card vouchers for Tesco, and I really like NFL, so I thought, sod it, and went and bought Madden. Fair enough. Um, Never really been super into sports games. Don't know what kind of made me consider getting Madden. Maybe because I'd played a bit of 2016 and kind of liked it, just for uh, franchise mode, which is kind of like... If you sim everything, it works out kind of like Football Manager, but it's for the NFL, so... Right. In my opinion, a lot cooler. Uh, so I went and picked up 17, and um, we were talking a little bit before the podcast. Mate, you said you didn't think it changed, or probably hadn't changed that much, because it's yes, you know, yeah. just a, a yearly refreshes from EA. They don't tend to change that much. Um, Madden, it has. It, Madden tends to be the one exception, but I thought this year that there wasn't much more that they could have done. Um, they've actually mixed it up quite a bit from last year, in my opinion, from what I played last year. Right. Uh, so franchise mode, you used to either be able, either have to play the whole match or sim the full match. Yeah, there was no, there was nothing in between. There was nothing in between. So me playing franchise mode, it was sim it all the time because playing the game, I was terrible at it. Absolutely <laughs> foul. Couldn't play it. Did a not bad job of managing a team and drafting players because I, I, I watch the regular NFL and I know players to pick and I, I watch yeah. a bit of college football in the States so I, I kind of knew who to pick from drafting and stuff like that for a year ahead, so on and so forth. They've added a thing now which is called Play the Moments. So the game will sim the full match but when you get into the red zone which is the 20 yards before the, the touch line for anyone that doesn't know for touchdowns, a pop-up will appear and it'll ask you, do you want to play the moment? Do you want to play this big play which could result in you getting a touchdown? Or if the other team get there, do you want to play this moment as your defense to stop them getting this touchdown? Right. So it allows you to play the moments that could change the change the scoreline of the game either for or against you. Uh-huh. And I, th- I, I found that really cool and I've been, I have been doing that and through doing that I've lost a lot of matches <laughs> but I'm progressively getting better at the game and I can now play defense whereas before I couldn't at all didn't understand it and found it kind of really hard to move my defensive players around 
to a point where I could get anything done. Uh, they've also added like uh, play the moment. So if you feel you're terrible at defense, you can only play offensive plays. Right. And it will sim completely defense for you. Or you can play defense and it will sim the offensive plays. And those are just the changes within franchise modes. Um, within uh, Ultimate Team, which anyone who's played FIFA will know what Ultimate Team is. I didn't really, but it's like a yeah, it's like a collectible card game for players uh, and co- and suits and stadiums and uh, play calls and everything else. You open packs and you get bronze, silver, gold, or ruby cards or whatever else the tiers are. I think there's platinum and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, that used to be purely online. That used to be you got your packs and had to spend money to get a decent team or trade online with in-game currency or real currency uh, in the auction house to make a team to play online against other people. Think of it as like fantasy football, but you're limited to what cards you're getting from the packs. Right. They've now added a lot, and I mean a lot of solo play for this. There's different challenges, so there's offensive challenges where it flings you into a game where you're two touchdowns down and you're in the fourth quarter with four minutes left and you need to win the game. Uh, There's defensive challenges where you're, you're up and you're winning, but they're right in the end zone and you need to stop them. There's play a full season as your team. But you can choose. So your team's like a mix. You pick your favorite team. So I'm the Patriots, and your team's a mismatch of all the different players from different teams you've got via your cards. But you can choose. So you could be in a Patriots outfit, but playing the Cardinals full 2017 season, and that's another form of play within the uh, within Ultimate Team. So they've added a lot of solo playing, which for myself is pretty decent. Because we all know my internet's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to get online to play anyone online is like lag, 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 lag. Wait, I made the play and crash. Um, I've tried to play online a couple of times because my internet's so bad I've actually been booted. <laughs> right. <laughs> They've been like, nah, nah, go away. <laughs> you, you're not allowed here. <laughs> so it has. it's been pretty fun and I've been enjoying it quite a bit uh i'm not the biggest sports game fan as all of you know uh i have been a fan of the nfl for a good wee while and i'm finding it fairly enjoyable playing madden uh and there's a substantial upgrade in the amount of content you're getting i feel from last year just in different ways you can play uh i feel they've also changed the uh the defensive plays uh, so they're a lot easier to play around with. Either that or I'm understanding it more. I, I can't quite decide <laughs> which way that one's lying. It's either they've made it easier or I'm just getting better. Right. Uh, and that's that's pretty much all I've played this week. Uh, I have played one other thing, which is of no consequence really, but it is quite fun. And it's a game, uh, it's a web-based flash game called Slither. Uh, it's slither.io is the website think of it as snake but you can curl round on yourself you don't die for that 
and you're eating lots of little dots to get bigger. But you can't touch any of the other snakes because everyone that's playing this game is playing on the same server in the same map. Right, okay. Uh, so like multiplayer snake. Yes, but you can't touch any of the other snakes because if you do, you die and then they can eat all your little glowy orbs that come out of you to make them bigger. But if they touch you, it works the opposite way around. So it's like um, Tron. Yeah. Kind, yeah, kind of. It's it's actually pretty fun and it's good for killing. I like Tron. I know, it, it's, it's actually really fun and I've played more of it than I want to talk about. <laughs> this, week, this week it's like oh yeah I'm supposed to be doing hang on a minute na, 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 na. oh what oh I wasted an hour uh, so yeah that's no, pretty fun uh, definitely if you're bored for half an hour or you have an hour to kill go check that out um, for anyone interested in NFL or Madden I think substantial changes this year that are worth picking up Cool. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like a good one of those games. Uh, and that's pretty much everything I've played this week. I unfortunately got stuck within a full uh, within a full management season of uh, Madden and ran for about four or five years. So uh, that taken up most of my free time. <laughs> Fair like, enough, as long as you enjoyed it. It was like draft, trade, draft, trade. Oh, Oh, my uh, manager's at the age where he has to retire. <laughs> um, so I think next time I'm going to create a create a manager and make him quite young, so I can get a good run of seasons. Right. Don't pick an old manager, kids. Yeah, <laughs> that that just sounds so wrong. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I'm going to take it back. I take it back. Yeah, always pick an old manager. That's what you said, right? Take it back, so you mean the opposite now. <laughs> I'm just imagining you there rubbing your knees like a dirty old man. <laughs> uh, and with that, I'm going to gonna stop talking. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, cool. I have uh, pretty much the same as you, Paul. I haven't played too much. Uh, the things that I have played, we've kind of already spoken about, so uh, we spoke about... Uh, Star Wars, the um, Death Star DLC, and uh, the amazing paperback. Uh, mm-hmm. One other thing that I did check out was um, Star Trek Online. Oh yeah, yeah. I've yeah, been meaning so, to do that. So I downloaded it and I played through most of the kind, the most of the tutorial that you get. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's quite good so the game itself this is um it's just come out on console for xbox one and ps4 but the game it's a good number of years old isn't it oh yeah it's ancient it's been on pc forever yeah it's really really old i i remember listening to um a podcast i I may as well give them a shout out but it was one of the first podcasts i'd found called orange lounge radio Mm -hmm. many many years ago um and uh they uh one of the the hosts um she was quite she was very much into star trek online and so that must have been easily eight nine years ago i think yeah something like that. um yeah 
yeah um the, the podcast is still going by the way so um you know if you want you should go and check it out and give them a listener a uh, quite good uh, the only reason i don't listen to them now is i've always got this fear of if i listen to podcasts i end up stealing something <laughs> <laughs> you know um yeah. it, it's just this built-in fear so i tend not to listen to as many podcasts as i would like to um <laughs> and just steal everything yeah why not um but yeah so it is just come out on the consoles and yeah it looks quite good um it's got kind of a mass effect feel to it yeah I've which heard that. would make it would kind of make sense anyway you know it's um this you know flying about in space and things like that the so you've got um you know this third person action kind of combat that you can get into as well um so you know you'll either be on a planet or um a spaceship and you'll be fighting the enemies um klingons or the borg or whoever it is um but then there's the space combat as well the space combat was it was a bit strange it's um kind of top it's not top down or isometric it's a it's strange to it's a bit like third person isometric um, is, from looking at it it kind of reminded me of um, not in terms of gameplay but in terms of like how the movement is handled to like uh, Rebel Galaxy where it's got the illusion of kind of being yes. able to move through 3D space but you're actually locked on a 2D plane yeah. yes yeah yeah and all that happens is you just kind of your, your ship tilts up and down mm-hmm. a little bit yeah, yeah. Um, yes that is yeah that's yeah that would be the most accurate I think um and yeah it's alright it's quite the, the space combat is quite satisfying as well um, I need to play a little bit more like I said I only played through the kind of tutorial um, that you get so it takes you through everything you know you start off at uh, um, Starfleet headquarters and you're doing a, spa- uh, a final exam you do the final exam then you jump in your spaceship and stuff happens um, where your spaceship gets boarded, so you get to do some combat. Then you deal with everyone that's on the sh- all the baddies on the ship, and then you're doing some space combat. Um, I finished the space combat, and the bit that they're trying to teach me now is um, intergalactic travel. You know, so uh, traveling through the galaxy. Yeah. So you're going to learn about jumps and things like that, um, and that's where I stopped. Uh, yeah, I. I need to play a little bit more just to see what happens after that and how it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard the yeah. space combat is kind of the thing with that. Like it's right. kind of what people. Whenever I hear people talk about that, they're like, "The space combat's kind of fun." Yeah. So, um, the 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 character creation was quite cool as well. So they've got all the all the races from most of the series. You know that you can you can pick and you can be and you can decide whether you're going to be. You know, are you going to be Starfleet or are you going to be Klingon, Romulan, um, things like that? Uh, so that's quite cool. And there seems to be, I believe, there's an overarching story that yeah, play, uh, plays so. through it as well. But that that's kind of built into most MMOs these days, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out if you've got the, you know, the. The broadband uh, capabilities. Download it because it is quite a chunky download. 
download it, check it out, um, have a little play with it, um, and see what you think. Um, I think we should say we were talking about we were all going to kind of play through it and then, you know, try and play it together. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So that'd be quite good. Yeah. Um, other than that, there was only one other thing. I'm just trying to think if there was anything else that I played. Uh, no, I don't think so. So I went and I bought one of the one of my big purchases of the year. Um, I bought Forza Horizon Three. Yep. Um, this time I actually I went the whole hog. I bought the deluxe edition, so it's the version with the you get you buy the game, you buy the VIP pass and the season pass, the car pass. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and cool. as a result, when you buy that, so it's 80, 80 quid's worth of game, and uh, you get the you got the game three days, uh, sorry, four days before release before general release so the game came out on Tuesday the 27th but you were able to get the game on Friday the 23rd yeah that's pretty um, cool yeah I, I bought the game on was it Saturday or Sunday I can't remember which um, I think it was Sunday to be honest uh, I think I found the racing game of the year <laughs> um, I don't know man Dart Rally came out this year, technically. Dart Rally came out this year. Well, yeah, it did on come consoles. out this year. I guess it came on out cons- PC yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, you... You know, I was considering that as well. Um, Dart, Rally, Dart Rally looks absolutely fantastic. Um, it does the rallying fine. Forza Horizon 3 does so much more. Yeah. Their game is huge. Um what they've done is so a couple of weeks ago the last time I was on the podcast uh, we spoke about the original Forza Horizon mm-hmm. and the game still looks really good um, plays well because it was one of the the free games with gold um, and that was the first time that I played Forza Horizon as well so you know getting a bit of the whole um, story that the game had and you were traveling around the Forza Horizon festival and you were making friends or enemies with uh, people on the list of top drivers Yeah, and you were going through um, that changed in Forza Horizon 2 and again they've sorry Paul you were going to say something? Yeah Forza Horizon 2 just didn't feel the same you didn't get that immersion into the festival well, you you kind of did because you had with two you had the the whole thing where you were you'd been invited to the festival and you need to go you need to complete so many events before you can trigger the big final event, and it happened quite quickly as well. It didn't take that much gameplay. I think it was like ten after ten hours or so you were able to do the final big race, but then what happened is they turned around and says, right now you're the boss of four, of the the Horizon Festival. What races do you want to do? Pick the stages, pick the the runs from one town to the next town. Where are we going? Um, and you were in charge of that whole thing, but you had to earn it. You had to play through you know a big chunk of the game before you got that. What yeah. Forza Horizon, what um, three does is. The game starts off, you're in Australia, and it puts control directly into your hands. Um, 
it starts off in in one part uh the festival is in one part of australia and it says right um you know it hold your hand a little bit through the first one all the horizons have done that through kind of the first part of each festival it shows you here's the different events you can go to you've got freedom to choose what events you want to start um have a look for the bonus boards the fast travel boards um the bucket lists etc etc so hold your hand through all of that and then all of a sudden it will say right um you have now opened championships so you'll go to an event and it says what do you want to do with this you can either do it as an exhibition race or one once of a championship or you can do a rival race it gives you that option there and there and then it then goes one step further because what um horizon 2 did and uh, even the first one did was when you went to an event paul if you remember it would say oh this is an off-road event um, and you can only use, you know, jeeps and Land Rovers. So you yep. change you yep. change your car for that event. Um, here you can do that. You can go in and it will say, oh, this is a it's a Chevrolet event, so you need a Chevy to to race here. Or if you want, you can blueprint the event. So you can take that event and you can change it. You can change all the qualifications. You can say it's an anything goes race, or it's a nineties a 90s rally car race or it's Evo versus um, Subaru rally event you can choose nice. exactly what it is so it, all of a sudden it's opened up the entire game and it's giving it to you um, you choose the order in which the new events are are, um, are opened so you can um, your first choice is you can either have one that's set in uh, a city with a beach or it's set in the outback it's your choice once you make the choice it comes up with that little cool thing it says oh 74% of the people made the same choice as you or whatever the case is um, what else does it do it brings in I actually have the game open so I'm just going to uh, have a look at a couple of things as well uh, it brings in remember the illegal street racing from yes. the first one mm-hmm. brings it brings it back Nice. I didn't realize I was going for two. I didn't play a lot of two because I don't have an Xbox One. Yeah. I played a lot of the first game, um, but um, most people I talked to that really liked the first game, you know, didn't like the changes from two for whatever reason. Um, oh. But I've also seen a lot of them be like three is amazing. So. Yeah, I I loved two, um, and yeah, then what, I went what back. What I played of two still seemed fantastic. I don't think it yeah. was like. No, no, I, no nobody really had. Um, you know, really bad words to say about it other yeah. than, you know, they've taken away this that I liked or that that yeah. I liked. I think it was just like, it wasn't, we think 2 is a bad game, I think it's just, eh, like one better. Yeah. Kind of um, yeah. So, 3 has taken some of the good bits from 1 and 2 and mushed them together. Can you um, see helicopters? Oh, mu- that and much, much more. <laughs> that was one of the uh, dumbest things in that first game. I well, you, you, you did it though? in the yeah, you did it in two. Yeah. You, Again, I just didn't two, play much too. But two, you actually raced against hot air balloons. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, that's even dumber. Uh, uh, this one, you're racing uh, more or less the same. You know, you've got helicopters, but there's a little twist on it and things like that as well. Um, I really like it. You've got um, so the the thing with the first one was you met characters. You know, apart from the races, the rivals that you met. Um, which are real characters 
the organizer of the events, the people in the garage, and that were real people that you met. Mm-hmm. They've brought that back. Yeah. That's cool. So they brought they brought that back. So the guy who runs the garage is a guy called Warren, and Warren's always talking to you, and he says, "Oh, I've heard a new rumor about a barn find. Uh, here it is on the map. Shall we go and check it out?" Uh, the person that runs the event, I think her name is Kira or Kaylee or something with a K and ends in a Y. Um, But but she, you know, so she talks to you all the time as well. Um, They've also brought in the thing from, it's from the Codemaster games. Remember from the the early Dark games and the the Drive games where you could, uh, it says, what is your name? And you could pick a name. (laughs) Yes. Right, so it's got Mike in there. So you've got um, all of these characters, and even the Anna, uh, the the Satnav Anna, mm-hmm. uh, and it's welcome back, Mike. And it is <laughs> still a little bit off-putting. That's pretty good, <laughs> but it, it is quite cool. So you know, you can pick any like you know name like boss or chief or things like that. But if your real name's in there as well, you can obviously use that as well. Um, Music, music is fantastic again. Uh, they have got in some kind of celebrity stations. Uh, so let's see if I can find the music stations because I can't remember them off my head, off the top of my head. So you've got the ones that you had before in Forza Horizon 1 and 2, uh, which was uh, Hospital Records. You had Horizon Pulse, which was the dance music. You yep. had... Uh, uh, there was Horizon Pulse, uh, bass, bass arena, which was the you know the drum and bass dance music, and I think there was a rock music one as well. There was, there was. Yeah, um, uh, in Horizon Two they brought that in, and they also had um, like classical music, um, and there was a couple other stations. Uh, what they've done this time is the they've brought a couple of things in they've got one called block party which is uh, new to the series and block party is hip-hop it's kind of classic hip-hop so you've got things songs like um bust a move you've got run dmc with it's tricky uh you know just kind of classic old school hip-hop um kind of from the 80s and 90s uh you know no gangster rap or anything like that um and it, it goes with the the racing and everything it fits in quite well um, there is Epitaph Records, so they're taking care of your your punk metal, um, you know, and that kind of rock. Yeah, and then there's Va- uh, Vagrant Records as well, and Vagrant Records have got bands like Blink One Eight Two, Alkaline Trio, um, that kind of ilk in them as well. And there is uh, there's another one. It's an Australian channel. And it's all um, kind of Australian dance music. That sounds alright. Yeah, it's a, a re- really good mix of music, and I, you know, I've spent time listening to all of the different channels as I'm driving along. Sounds good. I'm sorely tempted to get an Xbox One just for Horizon Three. Um, yeah, I would, I would say that you're not wasting your money. It is absolutely fantastic. I've spent six uh, well, it was six hours about three hours ago <laughs> so I think I'm, I'm round about I, actually I can tell you right now um, I'll probably so got, get an Xbox One before the end of the year I think yeah, yeah um, uh, I might do the same to be yeah. honest 
I, I spent. Get, I was going to get one this month, and I decided I'm going to buy a guitar for that <laughs> one instead. Uh, I spent seven hours on it, and I am fifteen percent towards the overall completion. Nice. Um, as always, plenty to see, plenty to do. You're not going to be disappointed. Um, some of the set pieces, uh, the whole, you know, the whole idea that you're the new boss of Horizon. Um, fantastic it's just uh, you know I can't recommend this one enough I think it's the best Horizon they've done and that's saying a lot because the other two were brilliant games as well yeah um, yeah that's if good. you're gonna yeah uh, I I think I prefer Horizon to just standard Forza yeah yeah definitely definitely, definitely. yeah so they've they've done a couple of um, the keep taking a couple of things you know Forza and Horizon have been borrowing things so there's a couple of more things from like Forza 6 that have um, snuck its way in here as well um, the Horizon promo thing is still there as well where you get money for for, um, for um, photographing all the cars I don't know if that was in the, the first one I think that was in 2 it was only 2 yeah there wasn't right yeah um, uh, yeah I just uh, highly recommend it, so you should check it out as well. Cool. Need buy an Xbox One. Yes. Must buy Xbox One. <laughs> well, the, the other option is that you could play it on uh, a PC as well. Well, I do also want to get a new PC, so. Ah. Uh, we'll just see. Yeah. Because remember that. Um, uh, Forza Horizon 3 is one of the first games where if you buy it on, if you buy it digitally for your Xbox, you can play it for nothing on PC and vice versa. Yeah. Um, Alright, cool. cool. Yeah, that and ReCore I think were the first two. Yes, yeah, ReCore as well, um, which is a game I still need to check out as well. I've heard the PC um, version of Forza Horizon 3 is pretty poorly optimised, but like you can brute force it and if you've got a really powerful PC it'll run well. Um, Alright, okay. But it won't run well on most things. Uh, right. Recore, I think, on the other hand, is supposed to be quite good on PC. All right. Um, All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, also, not, I didn't mention it about Horizon, but it looks absolutely stunning. Mm. Well, that goes without saying. I mean, it's a Force again. Yeah. <laughs> they all kind of do. Yeah. Very true. It's very true. So that is that's it for me. I think as well. I've not really played too much apart from uh, those four games. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. That's cool. Uh, have we got my uh, anything in the news? Um, uh, PlayStation Plus stuff for next month, which will yes. be up by the time this podcast goes out. But you know, yeah. go download it now. Um, the games I don't have them open anymore for some reason. Uh, are Transformers Devastation for PS4, which yep. everyone should play that because that game is just fucking amazing it's Bayonetta 2 with a Transformer skin on it um, Resident Evil HD which is the HD version of the GameCube version yes. of Resident yeah. Evil um, and then for that's also for PS4 sorry. Um, cool. then for PS3 we have Mad Riders which I don't know what that is um, Mad Riders is a motorcycle, extreme motorcycle game. Okay, that's from Techland, the guys that made. Uh, oh, what do you call it? 
Dying Light? Uh, Dying Light and the other zombie game. Dead Island. Uh, yeah. And uh, the western shooters that you liked, Paul. Oh, yeah. Uh, Juarez. Yes, Colin Juarez. Juarez yeah. yeah, they made all those. Um, yeah, I've never heard of that game, but it's brought it um, From Dust, which was the Ubisoft game, I believe, where you were crafting a world in some ways. Um, I never played it. And then for Vita, there's Code Realized Guardian of Rebirth, which is some anime thing. I don't fucking know. Uh, and Actual Sunlight, which I don't know what that is, so it's probably also some anime thing because it's on the Vita. Yeah. Nice. Anime in some way. Actual Sunlight has a Metacritic score of 75. Actual Sunlight is a short interactive story about love, depression, and the corporation. The game puts you in the role of even Evan Winter, so not even, uh, a young professional in Toronto. So it's not, it's Canadian. Oh, right, okay. Well, I guess it could still be anime and also set in Canada. That's not, <laughs> I guess that's not <laughs> jumping that means, conclusions there. That means I'm nothing. Yeah, true, but I, I don't, it doesn't look like anime. But it's a visual novel. Neat. Um, so that's the games. Um, sure. Yeah, I think that's a good month for PS4. Um, yeah. That Resident Evil game it... is pretty good. That Transformer game is great. Cool. Has um, the Xbox uh, Games with Gold games, have they been announced yet? I didn't see them, but I'll double check. Uh... Double check. Fill time. Right. Okay. Um, time filling. Filling time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Paul, are you actually are you going to be picking up a an Xbox One at one point? Realistically, do you think? Uh, realistically, I want one, and there was a deal that I don't think exists anymore throughout the week where I could have picked one up. I just didn't have the money at the time, uh, right. which was. Uh, Tesco doing it the uh, new version the slimline Xbox one the 500 gig version with a copy of FIFA which you know you could sell or yeah resell Depends. on eBay or whatever you know or give to someone you who you know likes it uh, <laughs> but they were they were doing that for two roughly 200 all right okay or was it 250 it's yeah that, it was two. For a with also a copy of Overwatch and I want to say also Forza Horizon with a code they had, and then if you had another code and didn't put Forza Horizon on it, you could get it for under two hundred. Yeah, you could get it. For it was, it was with, it was with Overwatch for some reason. Um, I don't think the deal's going anymore because they sold out it's not. of Forza. Yeah, and they I think they actually sold out of uh, the Slimline. They yeah. they sold out of their pre-order allocation of those Slimline Xbox ones. Yeah. Right. So that that's the Slimline, not the. Not the Xbox S. Well, the, the S is the Slipknot, that's what you mean. Oh, yeah, right, okay. the Xbox One S. That is the Xbox S, the Xbox One S. That's exactly right. what it was. All those, all, for whatever reason, the only bundles they have, or the only versions of Xbox One S you can buy here, they don't sell the console its own. They all come bundled with FIFA. Yeah, um, right. With the exception of the one that's coming later in October that comes bundled with Gears of War 4 and looks horrible! Because it's, it's like it's a really horrible paint job on it and it's like the ugliest looking console. Um, do you look horrible? I do look horrible, but man, that's an ugly looking. Yeah, con- like the Xbox One S is like that plain white one is one of the nicest looking consoles ever. Like it is beautiful. 
Yeah. And then they paint it with the Gears of War stuff, and it's like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, I found the games of gold stuff also. Uh, right. For okay. Xbox One, uh, gold members can download Super Mega Baseball Extra Innings for the whole month. Right. Okay. Uh, All right. Which is a baseball game. Uh, friend of the show, Ali, really likes that game. I think. I could be making right, that okay. up entirely. He there was a baseball game that was cartoony. He liked. I'm pretty sure it's that one. Fair he enough. Can send, he can send an angry email if I'm wrong. Uh, and then also the escapists will be free from October sixteenth to no te- November fifteenth. Pretty cool. Uh, escapists seem yeah, perhaps all right. Yeah, but so not that good really. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. PS4 is the better one this month. Xbox One's been better for the past few months though, so this it's about time PS4 yeah, up again. I kind of um, Yeah, then for Xbox 360 there's Reflex MX versus ATV which is an okay, Oh, that's a good game actually. Is that yeah. a good one? Yeah, it wasn't cr- it was I, it was fun. It was uh, you know, that's it was a, just um, That's a weird one though because that's a THQ game and THQ doesn't exist anymore so I wonder who licensed that. Yeah. Like, who did they yeah. think we could deal with that to get that on there? Um, and then also I Am Alive, which is that Ubisoft game oh. that's like the really bad survival game. Yeah. Where, yeah. It had some good yeah. ideas. Like, some of the ideas in that game ended up being in uh, uh, Thingy, Naughty Dog game, Last of Us. Oh, right, yeah. Um, just little things, like if you point a gun that has no bullets in it at someone, they'll think there's bullets in it and kind of hesitate. And that's something yeah. that the last of us had, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Not as good a month for Xbox. No, but um, yeah, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, can't be great every every single month. Um, do other news. Uh, there was all killer stuff, but I really don't want to go into all that stuff because the worst and it's still being sorted out um, there's some leaked stuff about Destiny 2 where right. it sounds like it's going to be on PC which Destiny wasn't which makes sense um, and also they said the, the leaked stuff is like oh they're treating it like a fully new game it's not going to be connected to the first game except like story wise and um your character isn't going to carry over which I really hope is the truth like they, if they carry over the character from Destiny 1 they're fucking up majorly um, yeah they need to just no. make a new game basically hmm? yeah. yeah yeah no I agree if you carry your character over I think it's stupid but yeah because it's good if you carry your character over I think it's just going to feel like more of a big expansion than a sequel and that game needs a sequel like the the expansions is a, the Taken King's all right. I've heard that new one's all right as well, but there's so much wrong with that game at a core level. They need to just start from scratch and build up. Yeah, it. just draw a line under it yeah. and say right, okay, and just be like, okay, the gameplay's great. We'll take that bit out and keep it, but ditch the progression system, ditch the fucking terrible story system. You know, build on it and make something new. Um, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Like I've seen a lot of people be like, "Oh, but MMOs when stuff comes out, it's like MMOs. Your character doesn't carry over to a sequel because people don't make sequels to MMOs. Like this isn't 
you know, it's new. It's more comparable to something like Diablo, where your character is never carried over in a Diablo game. Uh huh. And that's kind of what this is like. It doesn't matter how much time you've spent grinding loot in that. People spent fucking a decade grinding loot in Diablo 2 and didn't cry about it when that character didn't go into Diablo 3. Um, but we'll see. Um, oh, this is one that Stu sent to me. Um, fans have revived Battlefield 2142. Um, nice! So a couple of years ago, EA shut off the servers for uh, Battlefield 2142. Um, which was just the matchmaking servers because it was it's an old school PC game so you could run your own dedicated servers anyway um, but they turned off the, the matchmaking server so you couldn't play it uh, and fans have built their own matchmaking server and kind of jerry-rigged it in and they've right. had a couple of thousand the most concurrent number of players they've had playing it since they did this was 11,000 players which is a lot of players to be playing Battlefield 2142 in this wow, game yeah. Um, yeah, it is. yeah and then uh, daily other than that it's been kind of hovering around like 1 to 2000 which I might download and play this because 2142 is still my favourite Battlefield game um, like it had this cool sci-fi vibe to it but it wasn't like far flung sci-fi it was kind of near future where like there's mechs and stuff but they're still very, they're like walking tanks, they're not like you know, Gundams no, mine's is my favourite Battlefield. Still, the uh, the one that was uh, an Xbox download only game, or I think it was on oh, PlayStation um, Three as well. Oh, the nineteen forty three. Yeah, still was my favourite. Fantastic. Yeah, that was a really cartoony one. Still my favourite Battlefield game. No, I can understand that. That's that's a great one. I think it's great. I don't know if the servers are running for that one. Um. Yeah. Uh, do I have any other news? I feel like there was other stuff, but uh, I re- I was reading today um, that uh, Hello Games and No Man's Sky in trouble again with the ASA this time. Yeah, oh. so yeah, they're being inspected for false advertising because of their Steam page. Yeah, um, because their Steam page has that E3 trailer from like two years ago on it and a bunch of screenshots from that E3 two years ago with, with a bunch of stuff that just straight up isn't in that game um, and like a lot of games do that but it kind of doesn't get to this point because there hasn't been this much of a backlash against those kind of games very often Yeah, but you know this is such a high profile one and given all the other you know feelings that people have of being misled about that game the fact that the Steam page is definitely 100% misleading kind of means that there is grounds for them to inspect this and see I imagine not much will come from it, maybe like a small fine and they'll get told to change a page but yeah. realistically maybe not even that like maybe something that, like a message to Steam to be like hey curate your store better because at the moment Steam doesn't curate any of that shit like there are green light and early access games that have a bunch of screenshots and stuff, there's early access games that have a bunch of screenshots and trailers and stuff like that on their page for games that aren't there at all, you know. Um, also, this is a very different thing because it's like a full game and it's not just an early access thing, but still, there's a lot of that on Steam. It's no longer the kind of curated safe place it once was. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, I was reading the, the story um, when I seen it today and I thought a little... 
you know some of it is just kind of like social justice warriors it's kind of what it feels like because there's one guy and he's like oh no that you know they shouldn't do this and um he's like i feel so outraged and the story goes on to say that he still owns the game he still plays it and he hasn't asked for a refund yeah yeah just... there's a lot of like false kind of outrage about it but yeah, all of that's kind of died down again, but some of it is still sparking up here and there. But people are crowding around this and be like, "Ah, it's just great. They're going to take it down because they lied to us so much." It's like they've they specifically said they're looking at it because the Steam page has old trailers on it that are misleading. Like yeah. they're not they're not looking through every interview that they've given and being like, "Oh, this guy said in this interview four years ago that No Man's Sky is going to have multiplayer." Yeah. It's like it doesn't yeah. have multiplayer. They lied. That doesn't matter. No one gives a shit about that except for a handful of angry people on the internet. Yeah. Um, but the the thing they are looking into is this specific thing of Steam pages, and actually, I think the TV adverts as well also used footage from that old E3 demo. Which yes. Is, yeah. Straight up, yeah, I agree. That is misleading, and they should not have done that. Yeah. Um, because that stuff's not in the game. That's yeah. We will see if anything comes from it. Um, tech specs are out for uh, Civilization 6 which also by the way guys the new Civilization game comes out in like two weeks just so you know so I yeah, might, I might be away for a while <laughs> <laughs> you might be gone for a while and uh, you might get fired from your new job for not showing up <laughs> <laughs> pretty much um, the specs are pretty reasonable actually they're not super high or anything right um, which I guess is to be expected because it doesn't graphically I, look like yeah that's what I was going to say yeah it looks nice but it doesn't look like a big loop um, I look forward to that game. I hope it's good. Civ Five needed two expansions before it got really good, um, but it was still fun to start with. Uh, that's all the news I've got. Have we got new releases, or have you got any more news? If anyone has. Uh, no, I don't have. Uh, don't have anything there. Um, new releases. Uh, right, so. Do, uh, take it you did new releases last week anyway we did um, so uh, things that would be coming out for uh, weekending Friday the October the 7th um, we've got a couple of things we've got uh, Mafia 3 coming out yep or mm-hmm. PC PS4 and Xbox One that one's going to be good yeah that does look good um, interesting seeing that uh, 3DS is getting Mario Party Star Rush I'm not. I've not seen a lot about yeah, that. To be fair, I haven't really been mobile. It's a Mario Party yeah. game, which they kind of just throw out there anyway because the people yeah. that are stupid enough to buy Mario Party games still will buy it no matter what. Yeah. But also, um, especially buying it portably, like it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't uh, make sense at all. <laughs> I know. Uh, there's a, a new Paper Mario game coming out for mm-hmm. the Wii U called Color Splash. Yes, I'm probably gonna buy that. Cool. Excellent. Uh, one that I think we'll both, or all of us, will be interested in. Um, Ride Two is coming out. Yes. Yes. I hope that was good. So that's uh, coming out October the seventh, along with another game from the exact same uh, creators, and it's the uh, WRC. So it's the World Running Championship mm-hmm. game, WRC Six. It's kind of weird. Those are coming out like the same day. Yeah. 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 I imagine it's um, different teams in the same studio. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they've uh, 
they've been quite busy uh, because this year they brought out the Valentino Rossi game. Yeah. Yep. So um, yeah, ride ride was a really good game. Valentino Rossi took the the visuals of the gameplay and improved it. So it'll be interesting to see what Ride's doing. Um, you know, Maybe if they're going from the Rossi game and hopefully, yeah, just tweaking it up. Yeah, because they're, be they're kind of the only developers making good motorcycling games, like because they're doing the MotoGP stuff and they're doing Ride. Yeah, like, well, the only other thing was that bikes expansion for Drive Club, yeah. which was very very good. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the bikes and Drive Club. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Um, that is it really um, because then you're going into the next week with uh, the 11th of October and it's starting with you've got Gears of War and all that stuff coming out so much game yes loads and loads of game game of the year's coming out later this month it already came out Dragon Ball's anniversary (laughs) 2 oh we're gonna have some arguments oh yes I think so Um, so and just for the record Rise of the Tomb Raider inadmissible I I need to pick that up because I I do need to play that but yeah Yeah. I can be in best remake (laughs) up against the Gravity well, I... Rush remake and Ratchet and Clank, which I'm gonna yeah. fucking tell you now, Ratchet and Clank's fucking winning that category. Jesus Christ, that game's so good. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> when it comes to if if both of you pick up Rise of the Tomb Raider, it'll be interesting to have that conversation anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm gonna do. pick up this month just because there's so many other things <laughs> coming out, but I'm gonna get it. Just just looking forward. Actually, I've just seen Game of the Year. What it's gonna be? There's a new Blast Blue coming out this year. There's a new Blast Blue every fucking second month. Die. Yeah. New, Guilty, new Guilty Gear came out this year. That's even better <laughs> than Blast Blue at this point. Man, Guilty Gear's so good. <laughs> Go read my review on the site now. <laughs> new Guilty Gear. Well done, cool. well done. Keep yeah, plugging, keep plugging. Plug it. <laughs> we I, might I, have a review of blast blue at some i don't know i don't know we got review copies of gelly gear same developers fuck knows you never know you never know um i think yeah that's it for new releases is there anything else we've forgotten to talk about in terms of news or what we've been playing or um no 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 um yeah the the podcast is it's been board game light this week yeah, no, uh, I was going to say not in board games, except for the app. Yeah. Um, um, we need to play more board games. Yes. But, uh, yes, Essen is coming up soon as well. When is that? So, Essen is the is it the 14th, uh, or the 10th to the 14th. I'm just frantically scrambling for my calendar so I can tell you. It's the 13th to the 16th of October. Of October? Okay. I thought it was September for some reason. Jeez, that is really close. Yeah, um, I'll be able to play Katak any day now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I was going to test Like all the weird, just foreign board games that are going to be there. Sounds so cool. Yeah, there was one of the games. Um, I suppose you could talk about it quickly. Um, yeah, one of the games that I seen. It's called. Um, is it called the Perfuma or? Um, I need to actually get a. A quick look. You are uh, the idea is that you're um, creating perfumes, 
and the game actually comes with um, scents and smells. The cards are scented. That sounds kind of cool. So part of the game actually involves you, you know, smelling these smells and things. And I'm just looking. Yeah, the game is called The Perfuma. It's from Big Fun Games, so it's another um, Asian game. Hmm. So Big Fun are the guys that brought out... No, that's Jolly Thinker. Um, Big Fun are... uh, They brought out... uh, I think they brought out some of the the cat games that I have. Um, (laughs) Some of the cat games that I brought back last year. Um, Uh, Cat. Tower, Kitty Tower. Tower? Uh, no, not Cat Tower or uh, Kitty Pod. It was one called Cat Hiding. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like in a, a big box, and there's like so many different versions of the game and things. Um, and Mike, what if those cats were playing volleyball? Cat attack! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so looking forward to that. It's uh, yeah, uh, just the the amount of uh, sort of weird and wonderful games that I've seen so far and added them to the list, it's going to be really good. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, so the Perfumer, um, it's a board game played by your nose, so there's cards have fragrances and you need to sign to sniff your way. The, it's saying sniff to win, which is, um, I think they might want to change that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's... Um, I think it, you've got different smells on the cards and things, and then you need to, you're given, uh, you know, you need to create a fragrance with this and this, and you, you need to kill, you need to pick the correct cards. Um, so you'll obviously be sniffing, and then the answer will be on the reverse side of the card, I imagine. Um, it is one I'm, I'm quite curious to see in, in play and see how it works. I think it would be a cool thing, but I, it's one of those things I wonder, like, it'll be really cool for the first few times you get it and then we try to go back and play it in a few years time and all of the scents have faded yes and you're like well this doesn't work anymore (laughs) (laughs) um yeah uh it's it is i think it is going to be one of those games that is going to have a finite lifespan yeah it's going to have a shelf life definitely yeah. Or worse, what if you like leave it for a while and the scents like go off? And you just open <laughs> up the box and it just stinks, and you're like, "Oh God, no!" You walk into your house, just stinks of like dead fish or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, that'd be um, terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm definitely, uh, I definitely want to check out. It's on my list, and if it turns out to be any good, and you know, there's a lifespan maybe there's a little bottle of scent you can put on the cards or something yeah maybe there is you know that'd be quite good um, but definitely check it out um, yeah if we had time I would totally be up for doing like a a podcast before you go with like listing off the things you're planning to get and see and stuff like that but we will not have time no 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 because um, we've got uh, we've got next week's podcast and then that's it yeah exactly Cool. Yeah, um, you, so, you have more important things to worry about next week. Absolutely, yes. Um, so if uh, you want to send us an email, um, you can send us an email to podcast at glitchygaming.com. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, Paul, where can they find us on Twitter? They can find us at Glitch Free Games. Cool. And Facebook? 
They can find us at facebook.com forward slash glitchfreegaming. What about Snapchat? We don't have a Snapchat. See, none, of us, none of us are young enough for Snapchat. <laughs> we're not down with the kids, people. Come on. Technically, no. me and Paul should be young enough for Snapchat, but we're not <laughs> young enough for Snapchat. Paul spends most of his I... time complaining about his back. This is like we're old men. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but at the same time, I also have a personal Snapchat. So. I do. Uh... I've got personal Snapchat as well. I just don't use it. Uh. I use it for following things like the WWE and the NFL and, and corporations. Stars. I actually don't follow anything on Snapchat. I made an account and I never used it. Yeah, I think I did um, the same. It was I looked at it and I thought, no, nah, this is dumb. I'm done. I just use it for, as I said, following corporations, like entertainment corporations, stories. So it's like behind the scenes stuff from WWE. Right. Pretty much. That's it. Spoilers, cool, lots of steroids. <laughs> yeah, lots of shit happens. Especially Brock Lesnar's there. Garrix, he failed the drug test. Did he? Yeah, for UFC, Again. not for WWE. Not for oh, WWE, right. for UFC. He failed for UFC and then Vince McMahon at WWE was like, yeah, but he's a freelancer, so um, he doesn't have to obey our rules. And it's like, that's fucked up. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> He's a freelancer, but he's also the second highest paid person in WWE. But that's for a different is he, podcast. Is he not still like the champion? Uh no, no, no. He he's nowhere near. Belt. He's nowhere he near was, a belt had, right now. He had a belt recently. No, to keep his recently. trousers from falling down. <laughs> he hasn't had a belt this year. Fair enough. Cool. Fair enough. Um, right. Well, is there anything else we need to add apart from uh, Brock Lesnar and his? Pants falling down in his belt. Uh, um, no. don't know. <laughs> games are cool. <laughs> yes, they books. always are. Fuck games. Go listen don't do to my that. book podcast. <laughs> don't do that. It'll, it'll fuck up your warranty with the console <laughs> manufacturers. Yeah. <laughs> Go listen to my book podcast. It doesn't exist yet, but it's gonna someday. <laughs> <laughs> Right, on that very mixed up, fucked up note, we will uh, see you all this time, uh, same again next week. So until then, speak to you later. Bye. Bye.